And so we're having these, what I like to think of as protection to protection interactions in our cycles that are not at all clear. They're not true to who we are as humans or to who we um, really, uh, or what we really feel internally. So that's why it gets so messy. That's why it gets so nasty in close relationship. Connecting Couples with the Real Emhoffs. Hi, welcome back to our Staying Tuned In series. I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Emhoff, and we're excited to be here with you guys and talk through a little bit of how things kind of get sideways, what what kind of comes into our relationship and takes over and causes the interference or, or hijacks our relationship and takes us kind of down a path that doesn't work. In the first episode of this Staying Tuned In series, we talked about the importance of sending a clear message and that when a couple's cycle shows up, right, when that dance that, uh, that happens for a partner, they kind of get hijacked by it, that the messages that the partners are sending to each other really are different than what's happening down deep. I send a message of anger, frustration, control, down deep, I feel confused and, and chaotic and, and I actually need help there. But the very behavior that I'm doing is not getting the help that I need. Same thing happens for withdrawers right in the middle of that cycle. They're like, this is really hot. This seems like I should give it some space. I want to take some space for the sake of the relationship. Right? Those protections are really good at some point. They, they do have a benefit. And yet right there in the moment, it, it protects prevents us from meeting our partner's need or getting our need met. And that's the interference that we're talking about and we're going to talk about in this episode. Yeah. Interference is one of those things that uh, is inevitable in relationship. If we have uh, a lot of something we care about, uh, we, we tend to protect it. And so when we talk about interference, it's really our kind of protective to protective moves so it, it, since there are two of us in a relationship, I think that's true for most of us, that, that we have these moves that we make uh, that, that kind of get in the way. So the way that I take care of me actually ends up kind of sending faulty or, or distorted messages that you take in, yeah. and then you kind of have this distorted message and this distorted information that you're working from. And so then you behave as though what you see is true, which makes sense because yeah. that's the message that I'm kind of sending. And then when you take that information and behave, see it and think that, hey, I've got to respond to that, then you do something with it, which is basically your own distorted kind of message that you send back. And so we're having these, what I like to think of as protection to protection interactions in our cycles that are not at all clear. They're not true to who we are as humans or to who we um, really, uh, or what we really feel internally. So that's why it gets so messy. That's why it gets so nasty in close relationship because it is so important. I really love the clarity that you're putting around this idea of protection and right so that we're for the most part raised or or our experience and our upbringing whether it's from our family of origin our personal experience previous relationships when we want to be authentic when we want to be vulnerable when there is a vulnerable thing happening for us our, our body sends us a message that sharing that could be detrimental. We could get rejected. We could get criticized. It could go bad. And so this very natural thing happens to keep us safe and to keep us um, accepted in a a place of acceptance. And that's what we're calling protection. 
this thing that we do that we often don't even know that we're doing. And part of what Chad and I really want to do, part of why even we're doing this podcast, is to try to help couples, help individuals in couples have a better understanding. If we slow down a fight frame by frame, that we could have a better understanding of what happens each time. Like first, there's this thing that happens. There's this cue. There's this trigger. We see something. We hear something. There's a tone. There's a nonverbal. There's something that happens that kind of sends our body a message. Uh Uh-oh, it's about to go bad. And then from then on, well, I like to use the word we feel we get hijacked. Chad really likes kind of that the, the message starts to get distorted. From then on, we both are in this dance of like, how do I keep myself safe, keep the relationship safe, get you online, get, there's a lot going on there. And so Chad is really trying to make explicit that a lot of times in these fights that happen or these places where we get sideways, something vulnerable happens to me, my protection flares up and goes, stay safe, do what you need to, to stay safe. He sees that and goes, oh gosh, she's got her shield up. She's got her protection yeah, up. Yeah. This must be an unsafe environment. I better put my protection up too. And now it's like we both have armor on and we're trying to get the job done. It just doesn't work. Right. And then that, that, this is what's so crazy about this. And, and I want to, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't like your partner uh, at all and you don't want to be married to him, this doesn't work so uh, well. That's a but problem. I, I, think, I think most of us like each other. If that's you, please we, get into therapy quickly. Yeah, we want to be <laughs> yeah. with the person that we're with. And yet then we get hijacked or, or the message gets so lost yeah. that we don't have any way to show up for each that other. That is a premise that's interesting. You know, even when Chad and I were talking about this series, this episode specifically, um, he was like, let's put the disclaimer out that the 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 premise is that you like each other. And I'm like, that that seems like a quick, why would we say, I mean, isn't it understood if they're listening to a podcast and they're working on the relationship that they're liking each other? And it's we, understood for us right now. As we dug but into it. But when we're it, in a fight. Yeah, I was like, wow. We uh, actually about five days ago got sideways and, and had a kind of really high escalated conflict fight in our house. And I remember when it got really bad for me mentally, I was like, oh, I don't even like him right now. And right when I said that, <laughs> we had just talked about this podcast, actually. And I'm I was right. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is this is what Chad was talking about. Because I doubted that I even liked him, which is so untrue. I do. I'm I love the guy. In the air he's fantastic. If you haven't no. if you haven't ever met him in person, he, he is pretty incredible. Um, but but in those moments where it gets so bad bad, we not only start to doubt that we even like our our partner, we don't even like ourselves in those moments. And and it gets so sideways that that we hear people come into therapy that go, oh, I just, I fell out of love, or I don't love my partner anymore. I don't. And it's so sad for us to see. It's one of the reasons that we're like, man, we've got to, we want to help couples because you can prevent a relationship from going to that horrible place if we start to get into these moments that get sideways and actually start to do something different and allow a couple to have a different experience in them. If we can make these distorted messages a little more clear and we can understand what the interference is, then we have a chance to reduce that interference and build more lasting relationships and a more secure attachment. I was just sitting here thinking, Angela, how would you tell people, um, hey, let's dig into your own defense or what is, how would you tell people to say, how do you recognize when you get hijacked or, or when the messages maybe that you're sending or I'm sending, 
or they're sending, how do you help them kind of like know when they're doing that? It's such a great question. And I got to be honest, before I started uh, not only learning about emotionally focused therapy, even in grad school, both of us have a master's in marriage and family therapy, start learning about theories um, because we have a desire to help couples. And even in learning some of the other techniques and models out there, I wasn't quite clear about what was happening internally for a person that was doing behavioral things on the outside. And then EFT kind of showed up in our lives, not only in a way um, that we started learning it, but both of us started kind of applying it to ourselves, got into some EFT therapy, started making these adjustments. And I started to go, wow, these emotions are so valuable, critical actually. And nobody's ever told me how important they were. As a matter of fact, I got the opposite message. And so if you're asking me, how do you know? For me, I have started to, over time, recognize where it hits me in my body, when my speed, right? I'm a fast talker anyway, but I can tell when I'm in a conversation, if I start to get more articulate, if I start to increase my volume, if my posture kind of harshens, there is something for me that's happening that I can notice. But I think it was a stretch for me to to be aware of that in myself first. What I first noticed was what my partner was doing. And that's a kind of a hard thing here because in a cyclical relationship, often you're, the person around you will cue you that something's going wrong. I would, you said something, yeah, I want to say like, you said five things I want to comment on. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot but, to say. But, but no, it, all relationships are cyclical because they're with somebody else. Yeah. So there is an interaction. Okay, that's true. No, and I, I'm, but, but if you don't know that, you don't know that. Yeah. It's a valuable point to go, oh, we have to have some sort of feedback loop happening between us, whether it's positive or negative. I can't just blame you because right. I'm in it too. You're in the there loop. There is a part yeah, that I'm involved yeah, in but, and are responsible for. But then the other thing that you said was, and I, I kind of asked you, and I, I maybe I'm baiting you a little bit, like, Why well, how you do you, do I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean it that way, but I'm like, I, I mean it to say that like, it's valuable information, what you're saying. That it's why I'm asking the question, because it's like, if you just accept your distorted view or the distorted, if I just accept your distorted message, then I end up missing the, the, the deeper and the, and the more powerful yeah. meaning behind it. And so what's funny is our whole life teaches us to accept the distorted message. It really does. It says, believe what you see, believe what they show, believe. And I'm not saying not to, you know, believe most, you know, if there's a warning sign or something like there are warning signs and that's what we we're looking for from each other in some ways is, is you send this message and that sends off this, hey, this is a warning to you. Behave differently. Do something. Something important is happening over there. But I have to be able to go, whoa, this is bigger than that. This is more than that. In this relationship, in this marriage relationship, I want to be able to show up for that. And if if something's going bad for you, if you're sending off these big warning signals, then I need yeah. to be able to go, hey, I've got to get in that because we are, we share everything. I mean, we share finances, we share the yeah. bed, we share, I mean, food, we share. We don't, we don't share a toothbrush. That's we, just. Not often, <laughs> but we, but we share almost everything. And, and so. Or our French fries. If, if we don't have clarity around this message, if I, if, I, if I see you in distress and that warning signal goes off and I just accept it, which my whole life taught me to, yeah. like my whole, that, to even think that you're going to question your own experience for me and you both is new. was a brand new thought. Yeah. I, I always kind of work for, 
backwards with that because I'm like, I always kind of validate what I think or feel. And then my brain kind of makes sense of it and kind of logically defends it. And then it says, oh, well, then there must be this thing going on over there and she's wrong. I kind of say that you're the one that's unreasonable or you say that I'm the one that's unreasonable. Often in the the first notice, you know, as you start to learn this information, you will notice your partner first. I think it's it's interesting because the way you're wording it, that we miss these, I want to use the word opportunities to have a bonded conversation, to have a connecting conversation, to actually build security, we completely miss it because of this distorted message. And every single time, every single time this goes wrong, you have an opportunity to have a better relationship, which is crazy. Yeah. And we miss the opportunity all the time. I thought as you were saying that, wouldn't it be great if we had like little screens in our foreheads and as it started getting bad on the screen, (laughs) it would say, warning, warning, uh, heated up, Or like a little strip, you know, that gets big, bright red on one end and it's green on the other end. I love it. Something that lets your partner know, uh uh-oh, something's happening and I, uh, my partner's confused. I should ask for clarity or. She's in the red. Yeah. I, should probably, I should probably really help get her back at her least to yellow. About her heart you know? or something. <laughs> yeah. Because what happens is those, uh, if we get tuned in, which is the whole title of this series, right? Staying tuned in, not only to our partner, but to ourselves. It really is, it can be clear. It can be it noticeable be. that yeah. we can recognize something's happening for me and it's going bad quickly or something clearly is happening for my partner. And just as Chad and I were talking through this before we started recording, I thought, you know, it's interesting because I think it is safer to say that a withdrawer will be able to say about their pursuing partner, "Uh uh-oh, I think something's going bad and I'm confused about what's happening here. It's harder, I think, maybe that's because I'm a pursuer. A withdrawer can notice it, they just won't say it. I think it's harder for a pursuer to notice what's wrong with a withdrawer because withdrawers do, on the outside, have this kind of stoicism. Like you can't, I think, maybe that's just my pursuer side, think that it's sometimes harder to read them. Like I think, is he quiet? Is he just concentrating? Is he about to talk to me? Is he, I don't know. I'm constantly wishing I could read his mind, which I can't. Um, but, But oftentimes I don't know something's going bad for him. And, and so I, I feel like I miss those. It might just be because no, I'm great. worse than you, but I, I you, do feel like I miss those more than you, or I send you more chaotic messages that let you know, it's wait, It's funny as we talk on. about this, you bring up more and more good points. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. I mean, <laughs> I, I think, I think it is. It's how this works though. The more we talk about it, the more we get clear on it, the more it makes sense. But, but what you're saying is we're not mind readers. And I just thought, but we try. We do. We, that we re, we interpret and What's we, going on over there? And we assume. And then we make sense of it based on maybe history or what we've seen each other do or or past negative cycles. I mean, a lot of times we want to blame family of origin, but if I'm honest, what we do between us is actually between us more often than yeah. not. And the longer we're yeah, together, yeah, the more yeah. we're building some of those negative patterns. And so we have to be able to go, okay, hold on just a second. What just happened here? Slow the thing down. Kind of get curious about their experience. But, yeah. but, but even more importantly we have to get curious about our own experience. We have to get curious. What is this deeper thing? I'm obviously, and that's normally where it starts. I am obviously doing something. My body's telling me to shut down or go away. So how do I understand that? 
Go ahead. I'm smiling. You guys can't see it if you're only listening to this, but I remember when we were dating and, and we started our EFT exposure, our journey on EFT. Exposure is what it was. Early. It was like we got immersed. <laughs> it was. Go ahead. We'll explain that story maybe in a little bit. Um, but we started this about the same time that we started dating. So within the first year of us dating and getting married is when we also started downloading this EFT. It totally shifted the relationship we yep. had or thought we were going to have in a great way. But Early on, there was still this perception. We just talked about how cyclical relationships are. There are two people. If it's going bad, you are part of why it's going bad. That's hard. Whichever one you are. If you're the withdrawer, you're part of it. If you're the pursuer, you're part of it. That is almost always true. It's really, really hard to take in. It's a very rare exception if it's not. Because so many times we do internalize, like, I'm doing everything I can to make this work, so it surely can't be me. And I remember we were probably on our second or third date, and I said to Chad, we were talking through how our first marriages went bad. You know, it's something we share, that we've been in relationships that went really bad, and that's one of the reasons why it's so important for us to help couples. But I said, hey, if this thing goes wrong, it's definitely not going to be my fault. And now I look back at that, and I'm like... I'm so yeah. presumptuous. It was horrible. About that. <laughs> About that. <laughs> it probably is at least half my, my fault. But the idea there that we have very good reasons for the things that we do, because it's all we know how to do. It's all we've seen. It's all we've experienced. It's why we keep getting hijacked. We keep having interference the same way. Have you ever gotten into a fight and you're like, this feels the same? The content might shift a little, but it feels the same because we keep replaying these patterns over and over again and the messages we send continually are distorted. And so while those strategies possibly have worked to keep us safe, we talked about to protect our vulnerability, the the reality now is that they're not benefiting having a more secure attached relationship this is why you're listening to this. This is why you're in yep. therapy. This is why you went to a, a workshop where you learned about having deeper conversations. It's because we want to clear that distortion. We want to get rid of that interference. We want to send a clear signal across. And so you have to first recognize what you do in the relationship in order to start slowing it down or starting to shift it. Yeah, for sure. That's great, you guys. And and. If we can pay attention to that, if we can kind of start to recognize what it is that happens inside us and kind of make it over, make it very clear and, and share that with each other, then then that changes some of what goes on. It doesn't mean that we'll never get in a fight again. It doesn't mean that the next time things go wrong, that it won't feel like this always happens or the same as it did before because our body's trained to look for that. Or that you'll doubt, right? do I even like my partner? But it does mean that we have an opportunity to engage with each other at a different level and, and our body and our gut, our hearts are trained and desire that. Yeah. We want to be known. And it's why the protection is there in the first place because a lot of times we didn't get it. And so and, that's our connect yeah. point. This week's connect point is, can you pay attention to what your interference looks like? The interference that comes up for you, which is that protection. When you are in a situation, a conversation, a fight, whatever you want to call it with your partner, can you recognize your part? And here's the conversation, the connect point specific conversation we want you to have with your partner says, I recognize that when I send a message, it often looks one way. For a pursuer, I would say maybe angry or critical. For a withdrawer, I would say disengaged or that I'm not online with you. Shut down, stoic. Shut down. It looks one way, but I'm starting to recognize that underneath what I show you, there's something else going on. And as this series continues, we'll help you articulate what's going on. But in this second episode, we only want you to be able to say, 
I am starting to see that I do something different than what I really want to say to you. That's great. And I, and I think if you guys, again, it's, it's what we said in our last podcast, but, but do this. You, it does take some work to reflect and it does take some questioning and curiosity about your own experience, which nobody ever taught me to do that. Yeah. Nobody ever told me, Hey Chad, what you feel, what you perceive isn't always true. Right. And so it does take a little bit of like questioning yourself and saying, I'm going to look at that. And then having the guts to come forward and say, and yeah. I'm going to tell you about it. If your conversation, if your connect point conversation starts with, I see you doing a thing, you're missing the connect point. The connect point conversation, all of them, in all of our podcasts and all of our series that we do, we want you to be I and me focused. We want you to really talk about your own experience. So let me try one on. That's let what me, you're let me sharing. Just try one on. Okay. So it's like, Angela, I feel really sad when you're mean to me. No, no, that's not how it goes. Okay. Just <laughs> no, more no. like this for me. Um, you know what, Chad, just now we were having a conversation and I felt like it got really sideways and I could feel myself get escalated and I want to get angry and I want to criticize you, but I know that that's not going to get what my need met. It's not going to solve the problem. And so I'm trying to not criticize you, even though I want to. And instead I want to tell you, I feel really out of control. How's That's that? Great. That was much Yay! better. I thought, I thought you, guys, you, you did better than me that I'm time. working on it. I'm working on it. That's good. I'm proud of you. It didn't come overnight. It takes effort. Yeah. It takes intentional conversations. It takes connecting couples with the real Emhoffs. Thanks y'all. Have a good week.